as you settle into your healthy eating routine and your new jogging resolution, we return like a nice slice of gatto to tease you away from what you need to be doing. And more importantly, we let you procrastinate and pretend that you're actually listening to a healthy eating podcast. Broccoli, anyone? In this week's episode, or what we want to call a special, we are looking back in time to 2016 and forward in time to 2017. Does that create a wrinkle in time? Uh, nope, pretty sure that's a movie currently being made by Ava DuVernay based on an acclaimed children's novel. Oh, well, either way, this episode is called Back to the Futures. We're looking back. You really want me to future. say smooth, son? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Smooth, son. Welcome to the 405 Film Podcast of Picture House of True! Welcome to the 405 Film Podcast with Sean Melton and Adam Libinati Roach. In the wise words of Dave Franco in the acclaimed 2016 film, Now You See Me Too, it feels good to be back. Oh, <laughs> way to bring down the tone, mate. Way to bring down the tone. I think that's actually the second time I've made that joke. I think you have. And um, hello, and as I said, welcome to the 405 Film Podcast with Picture House Central. And if you didn't know, we filmed that whole intro on Snapchat Spectacles. Oh, snap. So if you look in our Twitter timeline, you'll be able to see what Sean looks like. No. Not me, because I'm wearing the glasses. Was, oh, is that how they work? Was I slouching, though? We pr- can you promise not to put them up if I was slouching? Oh, no, we'll have a look at them in the break. Okay. But yeah, hello. Hello. Hi. Who are you? My name's Sean. Who are you? What do you do? Um, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a person. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Where it's are all, you on Twitter? Right. Where are you on the tweets? Um, at Sharnacious. Oh, that's yep. amazing. You're like, you're, you thought it was good to be back, but you've not really got any enthusiasm here, have you? Well, I'm just getting berated with questions out of nowhere. I thought we were here to talk about the movies, and you're all like, who are you? What's your purpose? Why are you here? What is your What's purpose? What's your tweets? Uh, talk about movies. And also eat ice cream, but we don't have ice cream right now, so it's movies. Okay, should we start this bit again, shall we? Should we just start, start with what we're saying? Should we get into it? Yeah. Go on then. You derailed us. Oh, I don't. I did not yeah. derail Pretty a sure. thing. I am like well, I am like a train anyway. on the Canadian East Coast, plowing through the snow between Toronto and Montreal. I'll take I know geography. Very Look good. Look at that knowledge. Congratulations. We call it the Via Rail. Oh no, that's just taking the piss. I, how am I supposed to know that? I'm well English. Oh, guess you. Come on, Sean Melton, bring us home. Bring us into our first eight-minute segment of 2017, which is about 2016. Wow, it's fun how that works out. Well, we saw a lot of movies last year, did we not? Yeah, we saw a ton of movies. Um, and this was the first year that we both attended London Film Festival and Rain Dance Film Festival. So there were, there were loads of movies, probably too much for me to remember or to care about, really. Yep, and the only reason I remember is from uh, my letterbox, so thanks for that. And, uh, hey, Letterbox D, get an Android app or something. Oh, you don't have it? Oh, that's too bad. This is a shout out to everybody who uses, like, wow, that was a ramble and a slur. This is a shout out to anybody who uses Letterboxd and Letterbox- to Letterboxd the fucking D. developers. Please, could you create one for an Android? I bet they're working on it. In any case, we, we, slowest, could, slowest we could go on and on. I have a list of 20 favorite films in there from 2016, but we're just going to do five because five's a nice number. Can't have 20. Well, I could have 30. It's. <laughs> It's like Sophie's Choice. I love them all like they're my children. How am I supposed to choose? And also, when you're comparing like documentaries to comedies to dramas to kids' films, like they almost it's hard to place one before the other in an arbitrary sense like that because 
you uh anyway i won't get into it i just like everything but we're gonna do five okay we're pick my first five. one we've got them listed out um pick any random one from my favorite films of 2016 and i have to talk about it oh is that how that's gonna work yeah let's do it that way okay i like that um tell me about captain america civil war there's no music fuck it let's just this is it's just do a simple editing job on this yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is there any music in Captain America: Civil War that's uh, memorable? Just the sound my heart made when Bucky stole that that motorcycle and flipped it around. Vroom. I'm gonna say that's an exceptional save. There, it's an exceptional save. Yeah, vroom, Captain vroom. America: Civil War was one of my films of 2016, and to a few people that may sound like I'm being a bit shallow because how could you make a Marvel Universe film one of your favourite of 2016? Hey, if you like it, you like it. And I did more than like it. I thought it was a very good film to add to the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. and it did more than it should have done because Civil War had a tough had a tough challenge because Age of Ultron was shite. Yeah. And so after the stat was that was being like the second big Avengers film. Everybody was feeling a bit disheartened because I know that um, Age of Ultron kind of got not mass panned, but compared to the first Avengers, it wasn't too good. And so it's all up to Civil War to show that this series can still continue, that it's still got legs and that it can still be entertaining and it can still surprise. I've not read the Civil War comics. I've known about them, though, for a while because I know where this eventual storyline's going. But Civil War surprised me. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was a decent action film with really well-scripted sequences. The bit in the airport was just... Fantastic, and it had a fair, fair few surprises in it that, even when you watch it for the second or third time around, it's still amusing and it's still enjoyable. This is all very true, and it makes me really excited for Infinity War. Um, as they're starting to release details of what characters are going to be in it, um, I kind of want, yeah, I kind of want Infinity War to be as good as Civil War. It was a great one. What was you? okay? So that's my first one. I'm going to quickly give you one from yours. Oh, shit. We're going to be at this for a while. Okay. All right. Captain Fantastic. Well, I think I've talked about Captain Fantastic on this podcast before. Yeah. It's not a movie for anyone, but not a movie for everyone. I think it's a movie for anyone. It is a movie for anyone and everyone. <laughs> um, a lot of the criticisms it gets, I totally understand, but I like movies that look at grief and I gravitate towards those. And this is a film that looks at grief and family and I think it's also very funny I have seen it three, two, three times I think somehow, maybe two three, a lot, I, re- I love it I cry still whenever I see it I think it's just amazing it's fantastic so Captain oh. Fantastic is one of the first films for you from 2016 that you loved yep. Nice. Yep. okay, tell me a little bit about Prevenge. Oh, oh, well, we were we we're struggling with these because, like, well, Adam, you saw it in 2016, but it's actually out in 2017. That's what, okay. Where does it fall? It's For our, me, it's I saw it in 2016, so fuck you yep. all very much. Exactly. Prevenge is coming exactly. out soon. Uh, it's an Anna Slow written and directed black comedy. Very black. Um, about a woman possessed, supposedly, or she can hear the thoughts of her unborn child. Telling her to go on a murderous rampage. Mm-hmm. One thing you need to know about this film is gory. Yeah. Another thing you need to know about it. The soundtrack is amazing. Yep. And they work together in such synergy. Synergy! That 
It was one of my favourite films of 2016, and it'll be one to watch in coming in 2017. Maybe it'll end up on your 2017 list. I do that all the time with my list. That's pretty lame. It's my list, and I can do what I want. Yeah, whatever, shut up. Tell me about La La Land. Well, I love musicals. And I love romance. And I love really beautiful production design and costumes. And John Legend is okay. No, what? John Legend's amazing. And I love the the concept of... (laughs) I love the concept of... That's such a bad thing. Of seeing what could have been in a moment and just having to deal with it and I, I don't know, yeah I still cry at the end mostly just the end um, the first time I saw it was with a big group of people at London Film Festival and so there's like lots of applause and laughter and then um, when we saw it again smaller audience and a little bit quieter and it was just nice to kind of really look at everything from a technical standpoint it's just a really fucking well-made movie it is exceedingly well-made I wanted to clap a lot yeah everyone it was a quiet quiet cinema though we should have just clapped Yes, I did that quiet. Yeah, you did a quiet clap. It was very polite. I liked it. Okay. Okay, sir. Tell me about... Tell me about Wiener. Yeah, and Wiener was one of my favourite films 2016. We happened to see it at Sundance Film Festival when they came to London. And it's a documentary that I forced on people. Well, not really forced. Um, I kept telling them about it. Like, my dad, for example, was like, you need to see Wiener. He's like, oh... Why is like, oh, it's this political drama about someone who uh, puts their penis on the internet, on Twitter, and it's Accident. it's not just anyone though. He's a politician, and he's married to Huma Aberdeen, one of the most successful and most like intelligent women in U.S. politics. And what transpires is incredible. It's candid moments that when you film a documentary like that, you don't expect to get. The documentarians didn't expect for it to happen again midway through their filming. So above uh, my Scientology movie and Tickled, for example, Wiener just comes so highly for me in 2016. I think it's one of the best. Uh, one of the best documentaries I've seen in recent time as well. Um, quickly now for you. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Adult Life Skills. Adult Why Life it is one Skills. Of your best. Um, it is a another film dealing with grief. Because again, like I said, I love these. They make me happy in a strange way. Um and it is uh, written and directed by Rachel Tennard and um, about this uh, woman in her 30s uh, who is struggling with uh, getting a job and leaving her mum's shed, you know, like we all do. We all have trouble leaving our mum's shed. Took me a while to leave our mom's, my mum's shed. Yep. And uh, it's funny. It's really sweet. It's um, it's sad. It's just a lot of really great things. I know it came out in the UK as a proper release, but I don't know if it actually ever came out in the States. Uh, but it's still on my list. So fuck you. Yeah, there we go. I quickly say my other final two of 2016. So that was Prevenge, Captain America Civil War. Wiener Raw, which is coming out 2017. Technically, And it's yes. showing at yep. Sundance Film Festival in a few weeks' time. No, and it then isn't. Oh, yeah. Hunt Wait, for yeah, the Wilder People. Take that. Um, and they're my top five of 2016. Finish your top five. Okay, so we already talked about La La Land yep. and Adult Life Skills yep. and Captain Fantastic. I also put Hunt for the Wilder People on my list. I think I actually watched that movie the most this year. Three times, I think. We also watched it on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Go watch it, fools. There's your Netflix recommendation. Uh, there we go. It off. And then my last one. See, for me, when I when I think of movies that are the best to me, it's ones that I liked. They not necessarily are the best films technically or acting wise or whatever. So I go with films I like. And 
Okay. Another film I liked a lot this year that I also have seen three times is Ghostbusters. And it still makes me laugh. I watched it on an airplane when I flew home for Christmas, and I still I watched the entire thing, laughed the whole time. And so if that for me means that it's a solid film and it'll be a rewatch for me for years. It's probably gonna go up there with uh, Mean Girls as one of my movies just to watch when I need to watch. It's very comforting. good to watch again and again. Is mm-hmm. Ghostbusters? It's a very enjoyable film. Yep, I loved it. So yeah, there are. Um, my Sorry. five films and your five films yeah. of 2016. I have 15 more on my Letterboxd if you want to check them out. Yeah, I'll we'll put the links in the write-up. Um, mm-hmm. A link to my Letterboxd and Sean's Letterboxd. We might even might even put one together for the, the four or five we films. We should, for the old movies we talk about. Ooh. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, let's do that. All right, cool. And after this little musical interlude, 2017. The future. And now we look to the future. And if you didn't notice in that 2016 bit, there was a heavy bit of editing where I managed to have a laughing fit for two and a half minutes. I don't think it would have been noticeable at all if I hadn't mentioned it. Wow, it's in the wild now. It's in the wild now. Why were you laughing at exactly? Bins? Maybe? No, no, no. Don't get me started again. Anyway, so we are going to look ahead into this year and uh, talk about the movies we're hoping will be awesome and badass for 2017, or maybe just weird and funny. Who knows? I'm just going to go through mine and we'll discuss them. Yeah. So, in no particular order, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yep. It's going to be amazing for multiple reasons. One of them... Baby Groot! Baby Groot. Baby Groot. Number two, baby group, and then three, soundtrack. Yes, always a good soundtrack. The soundtrack's going to be incredible, and four, uh, I could just keep listing out reasons for all day. Baby group. Not baby group. This will be Guardians starting to make their move into the Marvel Universe, like into the Infinity War timeline. Cool. And they've already confirmed Zoe Saldana as being in Infinity War. Ooh, um, and nice. they wouldn't confirm any of, like, they wouldn't confirm Chris Pratt yet. I don't know why. He's not going to be in. He's going to die in this next one. Yeah, I'm sorry, but he's going to die and Baby Groot will take over. Yep, there we go. What's next on your list? Uh, next on my list is Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. As we, you know, as we don't have enough cinematic universes out there, the monster cinematic universe gets its kick up the arse with Kong Skull, Kong Skull Island, which is part of the Godzilla universe. So that Godzilla one done by Gareth Edwards a few... Was it Gareth Edwards? Yeah, yeah I'm sure I, it was. I think so, yeah. Yeah, a few years ago with Alan, Aaron Taylor-Johnson and Brian Cranston. Award-winning actor, Aaron Award-winning, congratulations, <laughs> and he's English, no one really knows. Um, and Doesn't everyone know that? No, I didn't know it. You guys gotta see Nowhere Boy, it's a solid movie. I didn't know he was English, which was a shock. And yeah, Kong Skull Island's gonna be good. That that poster and that trailer just it's it looks incredible. It does. And it's got Tom Hiddleston in, so you know, he's your future boyfriend, husband. No, just future husband. Future We're husband. gonna skip the dating stage. Is that possible to with Tom Hiddleston? Well, if he did what he did to Taylor Swift, then anything's possible exactly. with Hiddleston. Third on my list is Moonlight. Uh, it's well, out I've seen soon, that, yeah. isn't it? It's out in a very, few weeks. Very, very good movie. I saw the trailer today. Um, it's in my top ten, just didn't make my top and five. And wow, the some of the fucking quotes coming up before. Yeah. Like, like, the most current coming of age film ever, and, mm-hmm. and like five stars across the board, and I can't... I, 
I love I love popcorn films. I love big budget wow moments, but like I feel films like Moonlight need to be seen. And yep. they also need to be seen in the cinema, which doesn't help when I now link to my fourth film, which is the Lego Batman movie. Which <laughs> is, you know <laughs> also, it's also gonna miles, be solid. Maybe maybe a little away. different from Moonlight. Away but, from yeah. Moonlight. but the Lego movie was a incredible, incredible surprise when it came out. Um, what I liked about the Lego movie can't exist in this Lego Batman, so I'm. I think this will it'll still be funny, but yeah, yeah. The, it, the heart still, of the Lego movie won't be there. I was gonna say it's gonna, still gonna be really funny. It's in its own dimension, I guess, which could be a route that they'll go down um, with all these future movies in the Lego universe, cinematic universe. Um, but we shall see if any characters from the Lego movie pop up near the end to try and cross it, as the Lego movie two is due out very soon. Finally, on my five films of 2017, trying to get a bit of Mark Commode there, a bit of professionalism, is Free Fire. But we you've, saw it. you've seen it. Yeah. What What do you do? Oh, I guess Everyone it's your needs list. To you see can it. do what you want. You need to yeah. see it. It's my list. I can do a fuck I want. I can mm. say watch it in 2018 if you want to watch it on Blu-ray or Netflix. But in 2017, go see Free Fire. Yep. Take mates. Go out for a drink before. Watch Free Fire. Go it's out for a drink after. Ben Wheatley and Amy fun. Jump are at the top of their game. We'll be seeing them taking hold of something big soon. Ooh, yeah, what are they up to next? I don't know. I don't know. There are some Star Wars solo films still going around. I'd love Ben Wheatley and Amy Jump to uh, get their mitts on them. All right, Sean motherfucking okay. Melton. Ooh, I like what that. What are your five films of 2017? Okay. Well, the first one is a film that has already been out in the States. Is that Hidden Fences? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I've been looking for it and I just I haven't I've only found like one obscure trailer for it and it's not it doesn't have any listings. It's directed by Stephen Colbert. Oh god. So offensive. In any case, I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for hidden figures and it comes out in the UK in in February and I'm gonna see it on the first day it comes out. And I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. And I know I'm gonna love it. And if I'd seen it in 2016, or it was in the first week of January, I would have squeezed it into my top 20. But eh, oh well. Next, and these ones are in no particular order. Just oh no, just just some ones I picked because I think they all look good. But for me, I'm just holding out for 2018 when uh, Ocean's 8 comes out. That's gonna be my year. But I've got four. I've got Fate of the Furious, Fast Eight. I'm curious. I'm only I'm invested in this movie because of Helen Mirren. I want to see what kind of car she gets to drive. Maybe it's the submarine. Who knows? Um, Rock That Body is a comedy starring uh, Scarlett Johansson. It's like kind of like a a bachelor bachelorette meets a weekend at Bernie's, where someone a dude dies, a stripper dies at a bachelorette party. They got to deal with the dead body, and it's written by um, some of the writers from Broad City. You've never watched Broad City, so that means nothing to you. But holy fuck, it's gonna be good. And then uh, my next one is The Beguiled, what which is, is Beguiled. Beguiled. It is Beguiled. It is a remake of a Western film uh, directed by Sofia Coppola. I didn't like westerns. It is a re- let me repeat that. It is a remake of a Western film directed by Sofia Coppola. I thought you didn't like westerns. <sighs> Sofia Coppola. Oh, okay, that is why enough. I'm invested. Is that Nicolas Cage's family member? <laughs> They're related somehow, but that's beside the point. This is um, in. Hey. This is. Uh, the story of a soldier who gets injured and taken in by four or five maybe young girls and he I want to say he's a, a confederate soldier and, and they're from the north and anyway maybe it's the reverse of that in any case shenanigans and 
and lots of teen angst, but beautiful teen angst as Sofia Coppola does. It's going to be great, and uh, and I'm looking forward to that. And uh, then I've got the Kingsman sequel on here because you know what? I didn't think much of that film when I saw all the trailers for the first one. Then I went and saw it. I was blown away. And I thought it was so funny. I, and I watch it all the time. It's just hilarious. That kid's great. Um, and I, I am interested and invested in this sequel. I think there's like a fight involving hot dogs or something. Excuse me, what? Yeah, I feel like I, the director or writer said that at some kind of conference, like Bratwurst is involved in a big fight scene. Who knows? I that wouldn't surprise me. I think it's going to be pretty badass. And those are my those are my five. Lots more. There are a lot of other really good ones. And maybe The Mummy just solely based on... Uh, <laughs> just on that. Just on that alone. So we, we are, we're talking about our films of 2017, but it's actually we've already seen a few this year. It's two weeks into New Year. Yeah, and literally just a few, three. Yeah, so we've seen three, three in cinemas. Mentioned La La Land. Yeah, just. we saw La La Land, and then we also saw what we are lovingly referring to as Ass Creed, mostly because I just can't spell assassin, so I just write ass. Let's talk about Ass Creed a bit. <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw it when I was really tired, wait, and I fell asleep. awful. And I fell asleep, I'm sorry. How, how do you feel about it? I really enjoyed it. But what I enjoyed more than anything was the fact that I enjoyed it. And the person in front of me didn't. <laughs> so let me just explain that situation to you. With video game films, there's always a passionate party who comes along and compares the video game film to that of said video game. In the case of Assassin's Creed, that's insane. There's no way that in a 90 minute or whatever it was, 110 whatever minute film, mm -hmm. that they were going to fill in 15 years worth of Assassin's Creed mythology. No, but this possible. kid in front was basically getting aggy whenever um, poor Marion Cutelard and her point out stuff from the games role. Well, you always, you, know you always, she, yeah. She was kid Cutelard. She was there yeah. as just exposition for the game, but it was great. It, the action sequences were brilliant. Action, it filmed yeah. and it, it looked, looked great. I still think it should have been a ten-part miniseries on TV. Why? Because I think um, I think video games are are a different kind of beast from a a book because books don't have visuals and 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 video games in general have a very long life because you're meant to play them for anywhere between what like probably thirty to eighty or ninety hours. Yeah. And so in a particular game like that where there's options and you can pick and choose your own adventure to a certain extent, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of, of user control. And in a movie, you have none of that. And you also have a lot less time, but I imagined it as a TV series where each episode he goes and assassinates someone as assassins are wont to do. And then there could be an overarching story of this Apple thing that he's looking for. And then Tom Hanks gets involved and they both <laughs> go looking for the Apple together. I agree. This would work much better. And it's called Robert the Langdon. Da Vinci Creed. Oh! Oh! Do you want to just leave? Do you want to just, just stand up, <laughs> kick your box over and be Take done? Take that. Imagine Michael Fassbender as the assassin and Tom Hanks as Robert Langdon acting, trying to find, like, an artifact together. You know what makes it even better? What? It's Michael Fassbender and Tom Hanks, and it's not very actiony. It's like a buddy cop. <laughs> and so it's like, hey, get off your assassin. Ba -boom, ba -boom, ba -boom. As Robert Landon walks away. <laughs> That's how it should be. Uh, I like that. So tell me about uh, your favourite film, Passengers. 
Ugh. What's the other film that we've seen? Tell me how much you enjoyed it, because I know I on a scale it. of oh. zero to one, you were more like a zero. Uh, maybe negative five. I knew going in it was going to be bad. Why? Um, because I... I just got into the flow of this podcast now and I'm nearly done. <laughs> I, I, get, I guess what was a twist from the trailer, and can we just say what the twist is? Okay, if you really care about us spoiling the twist for passages, then you have no dignity. <laughs> yep, so um, go look in the mirror and think long and hard about what brought you to this point in your life. And then say Candyman, 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 yep. and get off this fucking planet. Right, yep. spoil passengers. Um, so the the backbone of passengers is that they didn't wake up for a reason. That is a lie. The billboards are a lie. Chris Pratt woke up by accident. He lasted about a year, then went crazy, got lonely, and opted to wake up Jennifer Lawrence. Knowing, he wouldn't. Knowing full well that it would take more than 90 years for them to get to the place they were going where everyone else was, so they would essentially die. So he sentenced her to death, and then he it's lied to her about it. And uh, and it's just it's so gross and insulting. And I guess that from the trailer because it just seemed kind of obvious to me. And um, but I thought there would be something else. I was certain there was something else. Either the ship was trying to kill them, or I had my fingers crossed so much. Other things would happen. happen, like literally anything. And just we were like her as a character was meant to not only be okay with his decision but also she was forced to then help him save the ship because she was a writer and he was an engineer thank god and it just it was it was just a, a shitty movie to be in as that character like she had no agency no nothing and they also it also felt like they dialed it in his actors. Yeah, both of them. Her only her only great she scene She was awful. Her she had one good scene and that was when she she realizes that he did wake her up and she actually got to have an emotional reaction and he was actually pretty good at the beginning when he was mooning it. Like Yeah, the, like that was interesting. My problem with passengers is that as soon as Jennifer Lawrence appeared it ruined the film. Everything before that was good. There was mystery, there was so much intrigue. There, that's what Sean just said about there being, you know, like about was a ship trying to like kill there them. had anything to be something else there anything. had to be but there was nothing there was literally nothing absolutely nothing and then Lawrence Fishburne showed up and he literally died seven minutes later maybe only five minutes later seven minutes <laughs> they only got woken up I so they could they could find out. keys for something that was literally it. he was just to pass along the key it was like oh. um, it was like a video game he only woke up so they could get the keys from him so they could go to the next level exactly there was he, no yeah. it was like just a wasted character. I think my, there's a term wait, for the wait, characters no. like that. But my I don't favorite know part is. of that film was when it finished and the credits started rolling. They were listing the actors in it, and Andy Garcia's name came up. I was like, and it's like one of the top. Like, Andy Garcia's in it for ten yeah. seconds, and he's one of the top build people. He all he does is he shows up and he goes what <laughs> for two seconds Fuck at that the film. end. Anyway, um, yeah. So we're not seeing much so far, but yeah. yeah. So we announce what we're going to be doing. We'll be basically we're going to be getting a schedule together. And um, we're going to get organized for 2017, guys. We're going to make sure you have a delicious podcast to listen to at least once a week. And more news Maybe, about our yeah. delicious Docs Club. Mm, yes. Yep. As always, um, our, our the next one is January 30th. I am out of town. Where um, are you? I'm going to Sundance Film Festival. Oh, shit snaps. Will we be hearing from you in that time? Because um, the podcast is still going to be running. It is. You're going to have a guest on for next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, next week, two weeks from us film recording this, but next week in terms of when all y'all listeners are hearing all it. All y'all listeners. And um, maybe if you let me, I'll record something out there. 
yell at you. Oh, thank it's you. kind of your podcast, so you That's can do That's true. Fuck I can do want. whatever I want. Um, yep, I will do a little Sundance Diary, and uh, and then uh, yeah. So I'm gone until I'm gone until the 31st. But on the 30th is camera person for Central Docs Club at Picture House. It is. I've been waiting to see this documentary for ages, and it is. Uh, amazing i have heard um supposed to be brilliant so definitely try to make it to that but we're hosting the next central docs club after that and there's a documentary called tower um and it will be on february 6th and we'll be leading the discussion afterwards so please come to that it's um it's also an interesting powerful and very emotional documentary and i think um i hate saying timely but i think it is timely it's always timely with stuff <laughs> it's always timely yep yep exactly um, so yeah, I've been Adam Libanati Roach. I have been Sharn. What was the nickname you just gave me? Dickhead. No, I don't think that was it. I think it was cooler. But anyway, I'm Sharn Melton. And I'll see you possibly on my own, and maybe with a guest next week. <gasps> Fancy. And I'll be uh, kicking back, having fun in a uh, Sundance. That you don't. Oh, I'm working. Don't worry. Do we have a sign off? Like keep watching or? Oh shit. What would it be? What do you? What, what's a good sign off? Like, come on, think of one quickly. What's I pad with words? Um, like something to do with films. Make sure to binge watch. Why do Why are we coming up with a catchphrase on the fly? It's like you sign off. Yeah, I know. Pop that corn. Pop that corn. I'm not saying pop that corn to everybody. That's pop a, that corn. No. Have a great evening. No, <laughs> you're not happy with that, are you? <laughs> no, of course not. Pop that corn. Well, people don't want to eat popcorn. This has been the 405 Film Podcast with Picture House Central. Pop that corn. Fuck you. That was the 405 Film Podcast with me, Sean Melton, and Adam Libinati Roach. As always, this podcast was created in partnership with our pals at Picture House Central. You should get a membership and go see movies there. It is piles of fun. This podcast is produced by Oliver Primus and me. Be our friends on Twitter. Follow us at the 405 Film. It's a good time, we promise. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And please share this podcast with your friends because sharing is caring. I leave you with this message. James Corden, get the fuck out of the Ocean's 8 movie. You've been warned.